Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 230 for this 1st of December 2021. Another month has been checked off. We're into the <laughs> final stretch now of 2021. And uh, Patrick, quick on the mute button there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Mr. Patrick Connor from the Portland area. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Hello out there, Tesla family. I really missed hanging out with you guys last week. This is a fun part of my week, and so uh, skipping it sucks. But it was it was great to have the holiday, and uh, I took the week off work. Didn't do uh, any didn't worry about work. It was just a fun time. And uh, uh, today, speaking of uh, uh, Tesla related products, I got a. a call from a friend who said, hey, uh, we're thinking about getting solar. I know you are into this stuff. What do you think about this? And we went through his plans and uh, he was lamenting that he could only fit 10 kilowatt on his roof and that's not enough to get to zero. And uh, I'm like, no, you don't have to get to zero. Uh, 10 kilowatts going to provide a a lot of free electricity from the sun. That's stuff you're not buying from the grid. And uh, that's great. So uh, it you can take a small step towards a future free from fossil fuels. You don't have to go all the way in one big jump. <laughs> Speaking of uh, friends that contacted me after not after our last show two weeks ago, we had mentioned snow tires and steelies. And uh, I had another friend who said, hey, I, I watched the show and you guys talked about this, but what do you do for traction in the winter? So uh, we should we should each go around and, and answer after uh, Casey does his his intro. Very I'll good. start with my answer though. My car weighs six thousand pounds. <laughs> you just crush the snow. Yes, under it hear it cry out and <laughs> cry out in pain. <laughs> Mr. Casey Green joins us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I didn't see a uh, FSD with Casey segment, so I'm going to just go ahead and drop this in right now. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it went on strike on me uh, at, the, at the end of my return from uh, from Thanksgiving vacation, and uh, so 200 miles completely manually uh, sounds like first world problems. But uh, even my 1995 Nissan pickup with the manual transmission and crank windows had cruise control. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how'd you get kicked out of the program? Oh, oh no, no. The uh, the Century mode got uh, in a state, and and then the FSD computer got angry and quit. So then when I parked for 30 minutes with the sentry mode off, it came back. But uh, trying to convince my, my wife that uh, that was a, a good move to do in the middle of the trip was impossible. So uh, I had that torturous <laughs> drive while she slept. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> yes. Uh, 10.5 has, has been all right. Um, it it changes things. I don't know that it's necessarily it's smoother, but I don't, I don't know I'd say it's necessarily any better or worse yet and we haven't uh, seen them open it up to the next group have we that's right we haven't yeah uh, oh and a friend of mine finally got in and then her son promptly got her kicked out by ignoring the whole wheel prompts so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's uh, it's not uh, tracking what driver's doing the driving so uh if right. the car is shared between family members everybody has to drive at that uh escalated level otherwise uh, everyone get kicked out or turn the switch off while the other people are driving <laughs> true true what's up oh. hockey day yes that is accurate <laughs> hello hello very good and and patrick i'm sorry what was the story about the the traction 
Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, he wanted to. But you didn't answer yet. Do... Mark. Yeah. What... No, that's what I'm, I, I wanted yeah. a clarification on the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What do we do for winter traction? Do, did you buy Tesla's chains? Do you just go with uh, snow tires? Uh, what what what's your uh, driving? Uh, being in uh, you know the the northeast uh, or lower Canada. Uh, the uh, or just everybody, the, the, the <laughs> or south of Patrick. The vast majority of Canadians you will find will buy winter tires, not all season, but winters. Mm. And uh, I even uh, went to the point where I bought a separate set of uh, rims that someone was selling. I got uh, stock 18 inch rims from somebody nice. else and mounted my winters on it. So I'm I'm swapping the tires every you know. Uh, the winter season is about four months long here. So uh, I'm on winter tires, Continentals I bought. Uh, but I look for just a, a good brand that was on sale uh, as we were approaching fall and uh, have bought a set that probably lasts me, you know, four or five years. Right. I did the exact same thing. Uh, I, I bought uh, some rims because if you're taking the tires off uh, the, the off the rims, you can damage them. And uh, so just having them permanently mounted is a, a whole lot easier when you're changing them twice a year. And uh, uh, you also don't do that damage to the to the tires when you're uh, trying to remount them on, on uh, rims. And, and then it the other thing- the money that, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, so no, it, it becomes worth it pretty quick uh, if, if you get some affordable rims that are the right size. So- These are I, my, uh, these are my next. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, they're winter tires, cool. but they're they're all year round. <laughs> it's got the uh, where's the uh, winter symbol at? The Tri Mountain Snow Peak. Ah, sorry. Keep going. I'm, I'll look for it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. The um the other thing that I do is I bought some auto socks. I don't know if you guys have seen ah, these. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They're from a I think a Norwegian company. They're certainly going to know snow there in that area. And uh, they're just like these big shower caps that pop over your tires. So they're really easy to put on. And um, I haven't had to use them yet. So they're still new in the bag. But uh, I've got the right size. And uh, they're right there in the frunk. And uh, so if I'm going up skiing or something and I get stuck, I can just pop these on. But with winter tires and all-wheel drive, I uh, I don't feel like I need them, but uh, they're they're just as a. If someone says, "Do you have traction control devices? Otherwise, you can't go on this path." I can say, "Yes, I do," and uh, there you go. They'll say I, that I on have, top of, of snow tires. Also, and uh, I only used them once, but they worked great. And it was on all three. They'll say that on top of um, snow tires. Yeah, it's not enough. Oh, yeah, hmm. they're, yeah they're low profiles. Yeah. So oh, oh no, I meant uh, they'll complain that you have snow tires on. Oh, um, yeah. So, so there are some where it says traction control required, and I don't know if snow tires count as traction control for that. Yeah, I have to say that um, you might need four uh, of them. The traction control <laughs> on the uh, Model Three, in my opinion, is spectacular. Um, yes, that that video that I had done it, uh, you know, three and a half years ago, our first winter here. Uh, you mm -hmm. can see it on YouTube on the channel. Um, that was with the stock tires that came with the car. And I'm zipping around a parking lot that I could get the back end to slide out with the traction control engaged with the <laughs> stocks all seasons. So uh, 
putting the uh, winter tires on the car uh, has made it tank in the winter. So uh, no problems here on my end. So um, it's been it's been an ideal car for uh, traction in the winter. Is that yours rear rear wheel drive? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, that's what everyone says. Oh, rear wheel in the winter, it's gonna not with a not the not case with the, of the Model Three with the traction control. Not at all. Right. I yeah, think, I think any of the EVs, because even even yeah. even yeah. Volkswagen and everybody else, well, not everybody else, everybody that's like not Toyota and the Japanese has decided their cars will be rear wheel drive if they're only two wheel drive. The Japanese all seem to prefer front wheel drive for some reason. Well, I guess tradition. That's, yeah, that's and that's uh, you know as we head into the the winter uh, the winter season, that's a you know a timely topic for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the front wheel drive though, I mean, the the whole advantage it ever had was that it had the weight over the wheels, and you don't have that in an EV. Right. Yeah. So rear wheel EV is very different from rear wheel ice. So yeah. don't it's, on don't ice. Assume that those, <laughs> yeah, ice on ice. Yes. Don't assume that uh, that just that's what it, it's going to be like. That it's it's a totally different technology. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of weight, Casey's got a story about uh, the weighty Model S and uh, some optional, some optional braking it's getting. Yes. So you may have heard uh, a while ago, today, later, even uh, folks complaining that the that the Model S plaid brakes aren't good enough, uh, despite the fact that it set a new record on the Nurburgring uh, with the stock brakes. So uh, our friends at Tesla have decided that they would give us the option to purchase a new kit for your Tesla Model S Plaid with 21-inch wheels, because if you don't have 21-inch wheels, this kit won't fit. So what is this kit? It is a carbon ceramic brake kit with upgraded calipers and fluid. Looks like this. So the red brakes are back, baby! <laughs> for a little bit of a premium price, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's only $20,000. <laughs> if you're buying a... Plaid anyway. What? What's a? What's another twenty k? <laughs> right, and, and 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 it does sound like a lot of money because it is. But when you compare it to the options out there, like uh, the 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 Porsche nine eleven is twenty one thousand dollars, and the aftermarket brakes that are smaller than this would be about seventeen to nineteen thousand dollars, and these are much bigger than those aftermarket brakes, and you still have to change your fluid with all of them. Somebody pointed out that, uh, oh, I could get them for $7,000 on my Porsche. That was a lower uh, trim Porsche. It had less power to dissipate, and it was only the front wheels, so it wasn't exactly yep. that useful. <laughs> mm -hmm. That one was more for show. Like, look how much money I have to spend on brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting that uh, over this past uh, two weeks, uh, I've seen two videos now, one from Throttle House and mm -hmm. one from um, Mountain Pass Performance. Uh, yep. That uh, had the uh, model, I'm sorry, the the Model S uh, Plaid on a track, uh, and they were talking about the under braking that it had when it, you were really putting it to pushing it on the track. Yeah. And uh, they had they had actually a Mountain Pass video. They spun off the track twice. Uh, yep. So and of course, once those brakes heat up on a single lap, they're no good you know, to yeah, go wait. into the second lap. So <laughs> yeah. uh, you get one one shot at those stock brakes uh, to hold you on the track. And even with that, the case, it's uh, something that uh, you're definitely going to have to be aware of if you're you're racing that car. Uh, I would I would suggest not racing that car with stock brakes. Uh, For sure. Because it just, uh, it does not seem like a good idea. 
So I had uh, I had speculated on on Sunday that perhaps this is why uh, the Model S crashed before they got their records. Like maybe they because you saw when like he was he was really pushing that regen slash brake slash throttle, and uh, I wonder if those two crashes were actually because of braking. But then at the same time, I also pointed out that they did set two world records on the stock brakes. So I'm curious to see what they do with the new setup, as well as <laughs> you know, some breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> so I'd, I'd like to see um, see see how 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 that performs with just the brake kit, and then from there, I like to see what the rest of the track pack will get you. Yeah, because they're selling them separately, so I'd like to see them separately as well. Uh, what what you get in there? You get two 410 by 40 millimeter carbon silicon carbide front rotors, uh, two 410 by 32 uh, carbon silicon carbide rear rotors, two six piston one piece forged front calipers, two four two four piston one piece forged rear calipers, two integrated caliper mounting. Caliper mounted parking brakes. So unlike my Model X, where you've got the separate parking brakes, it's more like the existing cars that are not performance, where you get them all integrated in one piece. Uh, four high-performance front brake pads, four high-performance rear brake pads, and one bottle of high-temperature brake fluid. And uh, they'll install that, and you're good to go. Hmm. Yep. That's not a problem I'm going to have, but uh, <laughs> not for twenty grand. <laughs> if you're racing, definitely look into it. Definitely. Yes, yeah. I need to ask Marcus if he's getting this for uh, for EV smoke. That's his. Yeah. Uh, that's the name of his plaid. That's his plaid name. Cool. Yeah. On to our next story of the evening, and uh, Casey's got this one as well. Uh, I what's do. going on here? All right. So on this one, uh, some folks have been passing on their, their Model Y deliveries for numerous reasons. You've got folks that are uh, have their reservations for clout. So they can say, hey, look, I've got a reservation for a Tesla. <laughs> and then you've got folks who couldn't get the money together, like the bank is just not agreeing with, with their finances, and so they've been putting it off. And then you've got folks who are just kind of waiting for the next big thing, because Tesla really broke the mold last year with the 2021 models, where every 2021 model had something new. Typically, when stuff is ready, they just roll it out. And I guess mm -hmm. with the supply shortage, the, the, the ship with all the new stuff on it just came at the same time. And they just rolled it into the model year. But immediately we saw after that that they went back to the just rolling stuff in as it came available. Like um, We've got a story coming up about the Chinese uh, Model Y MCU or uh, how we saw where the some of the Model 3s and Model Ys were shipping without their USB-C ports. And then they finally got them back in uh, later with a mobile service. And so Tesla's trying to encourage you to not wait for the next best thing, because as we all say on this show, if you see what you like, get it now, because they might make the new one more expensive, worse, or in some way less appealing to you than the one you can get today. Yeah. So what's happening there is if you do that, uh, tomorrow is your last day to push it forward, and you can go ahead and schedule to get your car delivered, and if... Um, if you fail to take delivery again, like say your bank still doesn't agree, or you miss your delivery appointment, or whatever, uh, you're done. They're going to give you back your money and say, hey, try again in a couple of months. We'll see you next well, time. maybe not all of your money. Some of it's a non-refundable deposit. That was the part that got me. They they said, we'll give you back your money. So are these people in there so long that it was when it was still refundable, or is it only if you are refundable that they will give it back? 
Good question. Or, or rather, I said we're going to give it back to everybody because because it was so long. Either way, yeah. Could, could some of these be U.S. residents that are hoping for a uh, tax credit? A tax credit. Yeah, it's already December, so if there's going to be a tax credit next year, I think I might want to wait till January. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they're maybe hoping to. Tesla doesn't uh, want that. that for another thirty <laughs> right. days. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's tomorrow, December second. Um, they they sent out the uh, the warning emails and they said, "Hey, uh, it's been a while. Uh, we noticed you didn't get delivery last time, like you told us you would. Uh, what's going on here?" Yeah, so this <laughs> yeah. is only to people who've delayed six months or more. Yeah, so, a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't think it's unreasonable. It wasn't one delay. Yeah, it was it was several repeated delays. <laughs> mm-hmm. It makes it hard to plan for your 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 next month's orders, your next quarter's orders of, of parts. If, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the good thing and, is and with all of those, they were just able to say, "Okay, this car is now available. Who wants it?" And it was right. gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not too bad for Tesla. True. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is this certainly is Tesla looking to sell every last vehicle they can in the quarter they're in. Uh, that and, and and you also have to look at uh, the support that goes with this. Uh, we mentioned. Uh, oh, that might have been before the show. We mentioned there's a new supercharger coming up in my area. Uh, if, if they didn't know who was there with an actual car and they were planning for that capacity or how many people would be passing through, that they might have installed too many or not enough stalls. We saw them just open up a, a, a 96-stall uh, supercharger over in California. They, they have to plan this somehow, and, and, and knowing that the car is sold helps with that. Exactly. Well, we'll uh, keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow's the uh, deadline for some of these uh, owners uh, or potential owners. So we'll have to see uh, what happens. uh, Hand raisers. Yeah, exactly. Expensive hand raisers. Uh, I I have a feeling that that we'll see them do this again, not just, I mean, yeah, obviously they'll do it again for, like, uh, clearing house. But I have a feeling that that when the the Cybertruck starts shipping, they'll they'll, they'll clean house en masse again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with that uh, next story, uh, Ty, I hinted at just speaking about uh, is that uh, again, uh, Model Y in Shanghai has started to receive some updates. Yep. So the uh, uh, Tesla is now making a Model Y performance at Shanghai, and uh, some people have noticed that uh, it is getting the newest AMD uh, Riz- Ryzen. Ryzen? Yep, you get a performance chip. computer with your performance uh, car. So this is the same uh, computer that uh, the S and the X are getting uh, that has been rolled now into this performance Model Y. As well in the Model Y, it's been noticed that it's receiving the lithium 12-volt battery. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, again, is a, another update. And uh, one other feature is that uh, it's getting double-paned rear glass window. So uh, how they went with the side windows to reduce the in-cabin noise uh, mm-hmm. recently, uh, at the beginning of this year, actually, it was. Uh, now uh, they've moved that uh, double pane to the uh, rear window glass as well. So uh, I'm wondering some updates. On, on that rear window, if, if that has something to do with the fact that you can do a manual override on the Model Y, whereas on the Model 3, you can't get out of that window. Or the door, if it, if, it, if there's no power. You mean in the case of a, an emergency? Mm-hmm. So they don't need to make that glass as breakable? Is that what you're saying? Right. On the Model 3, you'd want to be able to kick it out or break it in some way because the uh, you'd be stuck. 
Whereas on the Model Y and every other Tesla, you can you can pull a you, you know on the Model Y you got to take the door panel apart, but uh, on, on on that one you can do it. And on the S and the X, there's actually a really easy um, maneuver that you can do to get the door open. Not I'm sure. Wonder, not sure if yeah. that would factor into their thoughts on this uh, or not. Although we have seen that uh, when some of these changes uh, last year, I'm sorry, at the beginning of this year, hit the Y, they also moved over to the three almost immediately as well. Yeah. So that you know that double we'll plane side glass uh, moved over immediately, as well as the console and other things. So, yeah, they do uh, share seventy percent of their parts. So yeah. uh, if 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 Tesla's uh, position is that they back up uh, 12 volt and then the 12 volt itself are sufficient, then we'll see the Model 3 jump over probably pretty quick as well. Uh, and yeah. Akide is pointing out that, that this does not share the GPU with the S and X. Uh, I didn't know that. And at the same time, it makes sense that you know they don't have the three screens. They only have the one big one. So, so the processor graphics should be able to handle that. And it also gives you a differentiator between the two and saves chips and money on the less expensive car. Right. If if there are if there's if you could you know dumb it down somewhat because it's not it's not going to be using the same type of processing speed or require it, then uh, yeah, why wouldn't you save the money? Because yeah, it's, it's not going to be taxed that hard. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Exactly. Thank you. Happy so day. The, I didn't know the, that. The part about this that I find the most exciting um, is the twelve volt battery. Me it, too. It, I, yeah, I'm um, looking forward we've to been that. using lead acid for a hundred years and. Uh, uh, lithium's finally arrived, and there's this can it, it, even gas cars. It's it's smaller, it's lighter, that's less you're carrying around. Uh, so if it could help improve all of our fuel fuel efficiency, regardless of what you're being fueled with, and um, the problem has been cold temperatures. Lead acid, uh, you know, it's tried and true and proven, uh, even down to some pretty low temps. So uh, lithium hasn't been able to keep up, but with the big battery pack there, you can condition that just like you're conditioning all the other batteries in the car. And uh, plus, keep it it's ready a to go. it's a lithium ion phosphate chemistry, so it's also already yeah. itself more more cold tolerant than right, uh, the Oh, that's yeah. that's smart. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, Elon suggested that he'd look into us getting it as a retrofit. So obviously, clearly, it looks like the the Model Y. Uh, might be on that list, but hopefully, uh, us folks in this room with uh, older Teslas will also be able to partake. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. Uh, either of you? I've had my car now for three and a half years, approximately. Uh, I've, I've knocked on wood, no problem with the 12 volt system at nice. this point. How about you guys? Have you replaced 12 volt battery in your vehicles? Casey has. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't let me do a software update without it. <laughs> oh, oh, weird. Yeah. Or smart summer. Yeah. So my car is five years old and uh, still have the original battery in there. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Mine was done under uh, warranty, and it was um, it was during that time where I was supercharging instead of charging. So I wonder if you guys being able to plug in every night, like I didn't go through any batteries on my Model S. So I'm wondering if being able to charge every day has any effect on that. Because there has been stories about uh, the 12 volt uh, going prematurely in some Teslas. But yeah. I've never really connected to anything that I could put my finger on as to why certain vehicles have the problem. It may be a use case, as Casey has mentioned. Maybe it is something to do with supercharging. But uh, well, well, not necessarily supercharging, but not leaving the battery on its built-in tender because when right. it's plugged into the wall, it can it can do what it wants with that battery. Right. 
Yeah. A plugged in Tesla is a happy Tesla. That's, that's what they always tell us. It's right there in the manual. Yeah. Plug, plug it in and leave it plugged in. Exactly. Yeah. Well, next, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, uh, Giga Berlin. Uh, of course, Patrick and I have a bet going as to that's whether true. Texas or Berlin is going to start production of saleable vehicles first. Of course, Casey's already won this bet with Shanghai coming in first on everything. But uh, <laughs> yes. I guess we're, we're going for second uh, here. But Extra uh, factory, design center, you know. <laughs> what has happened recently is that uh, job positions have been uh, put out for Giga Berlin to hire a certain type of worker uh, that uh, relates to production. And that is end-of-the-line drivers. And they nice. uh, are wanted for January. So this is kind of hinting at production. An end of a line of driver is basically someone that is taking the vehicle off the assembly line and driving it to its parking position so it can then later be loaded onto a truck and sold. Uh, so these people are taking the vehicles out of the factory and parking them elsewhere. Or, you know, I'm sure they're doing more than that. But that's that's a big part of their job is going to be moving vehicles off the production line as they get completed. So uh, this sounds is, like uh, a... Specialized lot porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do they get a little electric scooter that they can zip back to get the next one? Well, yeah, because a lot porter typically just move cars all over the place, but end of the line will only move them from the end of the factory to the parking lot. <laughs> I was but hoping the same... they would, you know, get a lap at the test track and then park it yeah. in the parking lot. There you go. That would well, that the best job ever. Check. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why only some of them get the fifty-mile test drive. There you go. There you go. I, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if if this is a temporary position, whereas uh, when 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 FSD is finished, they can just have the car drive itself out of the factory. <laughs> it's a really controlled environment, just like the boring tunnel. Possibly, possibly, yeah. but uh, I, I think, you know, the factory. I think, I think having a, a person uh, do it uh, also gives another uh, point of uh, reference as to quality of the vehicle. Yeah. Somebody gets to actually physically start up the system and and move move the car out of the factory manually um, check the cert that the, you know, the steering and everything is, is as uh, believed. So, uh, right. yeah. but, but the exciting thing is that they're wanting people in the position by January. Oh. So uh, we've got some other stories about uh, factories tonight, a lot of stories actually, but uh, this is a, a good sign for uh, Berlin uh, to get up and running. Well, I've asked my friends in Germany to complain more and uh, ask for the environmental <laughs> review to be restarted. <laughs> Go team Austin. <laughs> yes, yes. Patrick, pull all the strings he can. Exactly. Will it be enough? Mm. <laughs> and, of course, uh, uh, the next story uh, related to Berlin as well is um, there have been uh, reports. Uh, an actual report was uh, tabled that Giga Berlin will start production in December and their goal to start is at a thousand units per week. And uh, this, uh, this report, uh, it wasn't a Tesla report, but this is a government report uh, that they have uh, received and someone, uh, you know, let the media see it, uh, that uh, this is uh, what they're planning on doing. So, you know, uh, not not a big surprise that the volume is going to be low to begin with. Uh, right. Actually, very expected. Uh, brand new factory, brand new lines, brand new employees, uh, brand new procedure. So uh, all that. You said uh, you said low. How many is Ruby making a week? 
thousand. Okay. <laughs> Low compared to uh, you know, the other gig factories. That's been running okay. for a while. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it uh, again uh, with the previous story coupled, uh, it looks like we could be getting some production in December. So yeah, uh, that's this month. That yes. would be awesome. Exactly. Christmas cards. <laughs> Really so, uh, <laughs> that is going to be very cool to see uh, if that starts to roll. So, uh, and another story out of Germany, uh, we had heard about this previously, uh, was that uh, Tesla had qualified uh, to receive a subsidy from the German government mm -hmm. uh, for building a battery uh, factory, uh, which of course they were putting at Giga Berlin. Uh, the uh, site is been up and under construction for some time now. Uh, Tesla had been earmarked for close to a billion dollars, I believe it was, uh, for the subsidy. Uh, kind of surprising, but after you hear what's happened lately with Germany, maybe not surprising, <laughs> is that uh, Tesla has decided to forego uh, that money and uh, strike out on their own uh, and uh, not have to comply with subsidy requirements. Uh, they have decided that they're not going to take the subsidy, they're gonna do it on their own, and uh, that will allow them to move, they believe, quicker through the regulatory process. Uh, with, of course, any subsidy from any government, you've got, you've got hurdles that you've got to clear. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, requirements that have to happen uh it it may be employment it may be uh construction times it may be who knows uh there's a number of different things that would be earmarked attached to that money and uh tesla has decided that it doesn't make sense for them to uh, go for that money uh, based on those on the requirements that uh, they have will have to clear and uh they've decided that uh you know it makes more sense to us at this time uh to move ahead without it and uh you know, that's, you know, subsidies are there to, to use. Uh, certainly Tesla has collected subsidies in the past from many other governments. Uh, and uh, that's not a surprise. Uh, but uh, as Tesla gets larger, and they're certainly financially viable at this point, have been for quite some time, uh, they're able to start making their own calls. They don't have to worry about a subsidy. They don't have to be worried that uh, you know, a government is, is giving out subsidies to BMW or some other company and they're not able to collect, it doesn't matter anymore. They are stable, they are growing, they are profitable, and uh, it just makes sense if it's, if it's going to cause them less of a headache, if it's gonna allow them to get to the market faster, if it's gonna allow them to be more efficient, then yeah, skip the money, do it yourself, and call mm -hmm. your own shots uh, to make sure that what is happening is what you want to happen in the time that you have allotted. And then on top of all of that, uh, Elon got caught up in, uh, in a Twitter fight where uh, somebody was doing the thing that they usually do, minding his pocket, and said, oh, you're only doing this with subsidies. And uh, he pointed to this as an example of one where uh, they didn't take any subsidies. And his, he says his position is that he doesn't believe in any subsidies, but uh, as long as they're fossil subsidies of, you know, a million dollars a second. Uh, maybe we should start there before we start counting other people's pockets. Yeah. And then uh, I think true. that was the end of that thread, but yeah. No, it's like, like 
there were so many other short sellers uh, in the early days, uh, three, four, five years ago, that uh, were were constantly complaining that the only reason that Tesla's even in business is the subsidies they were collecting from different governments. And of course, the carbon credits they were getting from other countries, uh, other businesses that had to abide by a certain, you know, a certain, a certain uh, CO value and, of course, uh, fines that would happen if you didn't produce a number of electric cars. But uh, no, that that really was over, I would say, four years ago. Oh, yeah, uh, it was pretty quick. After the, after the Model 3 became stable, yeah. I think all that stuff went away. Uh, they didn't really need the subsidies. Sure, they're nice to have. Uh, they're nice to collect, and they're holding the feet of other companies to the fire to make sure that they produce electric vehicles or they have to pay for it. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't certainly don't oppose it, but uh, it is good to see that, uh, again, another sign that Tesla is now completely independent. Uh, they are now continuing to move to grow uh, and to be uh, more and more financially stable with every passing day and socking money away in their bank accounts. Yeah, in fact, they're paying down all of their loans early. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and, and when you look at at, uh, at at their credit rating, it's incredibly low. I think it was right. uh, what they say BB. It should be like BBB plus by now with minimum. <laughs> if you if you yeah. use the criteria, right? There's uh, nobody else uh, at this level in the S and P 500 with this low of a credit rating. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that much cash in the bank. <laughs> yeah, GM is right. GM is basically defaulted. Uh, or, or wait. Yeah, GM, GM, GM didn't need to. They were they were bailed out. Ford has defaulted. They haven't paid back their money. Uh, Nissan paid back. Uh, Tesla paid back early. And uh, who's the third one? They pay back as well. Yeah, other yeah. companies have huge debt. They're not repaying, but they have a better credit rating. I, I don't understand their math. Here. <laughs> How's that work? I'm just not following. Yeah, yeah. You have to be pretty secure to just walk away from a billion dollars and go, nah, nah. If, yeah, if you're desperate, you're, yeah, if you're desperate, you're going to be like, what are the hoops? I don't care. I'm jumping yeah. through. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we need extra money for the cars that we build, uh, even though we didn't give you any money. Uh, we need extra money uh, in subsidies for these cars that are union built. <laughs> well, hopefully this just means the German government can give that to somebody else, and that gets more EVs out on the road, and that's good. Electrify all, all the things. All the things. For the FFFs. <laughs> that's right exactly exactly so uh yeah that's uh that's the news from germany this week quite a bit um another note about uh, gigafactories is that uh casey's winner uh which of course is gigafactory shanghai has announced that they're going to be investing another 188 million dollars into the plant to increase production value so uh, they have uh, this. This is a plant. Remember that went from a mud field to an operating plant in under a year. Yeah, was it ten months? It was. It was impressive. Yeah, ten months and change. Yeah. But uh, that uh, is a feat that has not been duplicated. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, <laughs> not certainly, the other two. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, even Austin have not been able to uh, get close to that number. Um, Berlin and Austin are now into 400 and 500 days, uh, which is you know year and a half plus. Uh, so uh, that uh, that money is going to be well spent uh, in Shanghai. It's probably 
what they believe is that plant will eventually be producing a million vehicles a year. Eventually, that's not mm -hmm. with this. That's not with this update, but uh, they. That's what they're. The word is they're aiming for as time goes along. So they're updating its ability to produce more and more vehicles. And uh, it's uh, it's shocking. Uh, the, the plant, how it's grown, how it's added lines, how it's added buildings. Uh, it seems that that uh, location is always under construction and they're always adding things to it uh, to increase its uh, production ability. So uh, my hat's off to Shanghai. They're they're number one when it comes to uh, to uh, gigafactories for sure, uh, with the the speed that they've been able to produce and uh, and deliver. That is. Right. And with that, we move to the next gigafactory. That Patrick's got a story for us. That's right. Yes, I gave Mark a six month head start, and we're coming down <laughs> to the wire. It's going to be close. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Texas is not standing still either. So Giga Texas has applied for, um, they've submitted an application to the Architecture Review Board, and they have five main workshops. They're body and white, stamping, casting, paint, and general assembly. So those are their five main workshops, and they've requested that these be approved. And the, the uh, title of this is that the stamping shop has been approved. But then if you scroll down through the uh, rest of the article, there's been an update in which they say all five have now been approved. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, Texas is uh, coming along, too. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be close. We'll see, we'll see if uh, Germany really can deliver this month. And if they do, that's awesome. And uh, if they have some, yet another bureaucratic delay, maybe Giga Texas can catch them. Maybe, or you and, know, and, and, if, all the, if all the ants on site get together and hold a protest, <laughs> yes, with the bats and the birds and the lizards, and <laughs> have a parade with through the cardboard forest, through the cardboard forest. Exactly. That's right. And, and not to leave the original Gigafactory out of this, since it's not on the list, but they have nearly completed their uh, their solar panel deployment. So we'll look for an article on that coming up in the future. Right. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, so we all know that Giga Texas is where the Cybertruck is going to be made. And if you're a Cybertruck fan, there was a, a little something new and cool, not made in Texas, but still, that, that just came out on Tesla's uh, shop. And, and it's gone. Of it? <laughs> yeah. Sold out, out of stock. This is the Cyber Whistle. It looks like a Cybertruck, but it is a whistle. So if you were looking for a stocking stuffer for your uh, favorite Tesla fan uh, for just $50, you can buy them a stainless steel whistle. Medical grade stainless steel. <laughs> How did oh. you get that out of your mouth? $50 for a whistle. <laughs> yeah, this was why I wasn't too sad. By the time yeah. I got there, I saw they were out of stock. <laughs> I was just lucky it was underneath the spousal approval factor, so I didn't have to ask permission. Nice. Like everything else they make. <laughs> but they just took my money. I got no, no, uh, no email. No, uh, it's not showing up in my in my history. So I'm, I might get a refund. I don't, I don't know if I get a cyber whistle. That'd be cool, but we'll see. So you it got says, through, but uh, it doesn't show up in your history. So you're not sure if you're getting it or not. Right, but as as we were saying earlier, uh, off off the air, uh, Patrick and I have a, a mixed uh, 
history with Tesla and, and the ability to actually uh, communicate through the process of, of an order. Uh, sometimes you get the email, the confirmation, the shipping, the tracking number, and then it shows up. Sometimes uh, stuff just shows up on your door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, if you if you weren't fast enough and didn't get one of these, I'm sure that a few weeks from now you can go to eBay and pay five times more to get one of these. <laughs> That's, this is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cyber whistle sales are final. Well, there you go, Casey. That, that's your guarantee that you're getting it. <laughs> Not necessarily. Although I do have two items from this uh, novelty shop in Illinois that I don't know where they came from. And that did show up, now that I'm putting the two things together, it did show up after that. So I wonder if this is that. <laughs> They're shipping them from Illinois. There you go. <laughs> but that would be really fast, especially for Tesla. So I don't, I, I don't know. Is it normal Illinois? Does the no, no, it was... have an extra line that they're producing whistles? <laughs> no, it was like it was like a Chatsky shop, like like a branded corporate uh, items, whatever shop. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to see if you get that whistle, and if it's a good whistle, it better be for fifty. It better be a good whistle. Be the best whistle you've ever seen. Yeah. It better be, man. But, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll check that out if you do actually receive it. If but, you see the Giga Beer ever being sold, you guys got to tweet us at the Tesla. Yeah, line. haven't haven't seen yeah. it. Haven't seen like it at normal yet. tweet, normal normal sales, not 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 the you know the the, the scalpers. Because right. I don't know that we can afford the scalper price. <laughs> <laughs> the whistle's going for fifty bucks, man. The Giga Beer's got to be five grand. <laughs> it better not be more than Tesla tequila. That's all. Oh, this is true. Man. That was ooh, that was pricey. Out of the box, it was pricey, and then and then in the aftermarket, it, the empty bottles were going for a good little bit too. Right. Yeah. Now I saw the empty bottles going for six hundred dollars. Yeah, and then and then Tesla started selling their own empty bottles for two fifty for a minute. Right. Yep. <laughs> And of course, uh, Elon uh, talking a little bit about uh, about the upcoming fourth quarter. Um, Patrick's got a story about uh, what he's going to be talking about uh, in the fourth quarter. That's right. Mr. Musk could not stay away. Nope. <laughs> so he said he wasn't going to be on earnings calls any longer unless he had something important to say. And um, well, this the Q4 meeting will be in January and that's sort of the year-end wrap-up it makes sense for him to to be in that one uh one of the th reasons he's going to be there is somebody has asked him as ever this is the only place to talk to him is on Twitter about a Cybertruck update it's been two years after all the tweet says and um Elon responds oh man this had this year has been such a supply chain nightmare and it's not over I will provide an updated product roadmap on the next earnings call so he will be there and he will be telling us what's coming to which you know i mean of, of course the Cybertruck is going to be a big part of that because that's their upcoming products so hopefully we'll hear something about the roadster and the semi that would be uh nice to hear about all three of those and then and uh, the model was... next oh, yes yeah. uh might be a little I... early for that one yeah, I, uh, I, I, I hope so. That would be nice, but I'm not holding my breath for that one. Yep, there's still a lot. To, 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 they need to deliver the other three that they've been promising for years before they start teasing the next one after that. 
and the cyber quad that's that's what that's the one i really want but uh yeah i don't expect to hear about that one either yeah so, it, uh, uh, tesla has been constrained massively this year uh they're yes. just you know the, the battery situation has really uh, what the 4680 situation has slowed them down that's what oh, yeah. that's what really had happened uh it started of course uh with the model s unveil that it was not going to be the uh you know the uh, thousand kilometer or right out, the or plus disappeared mile right? they, the they knew was that, that was not going to happen if that battery was not available and of course exactly. that battery is tied to the semi it's tied to the roadster mm -hmm. it's tied to the model next the all those vehicles are going to require the 4680 uh at its uh you know proper density and cost in order for those vehicles to be able to be uh, produced in mass Right, the vehicles that haul have to have it, whether it's hauling stuff or hauling ass. You need to have it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, hey, David Watts, you don't need a key. <laughs> You've got a key card. You don't need a key. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> you just carried the whistle loose in your pocket. You don't need any That's keys. Right. There's no need to attach it to a key because you don't have one. So, uh, <laughs> not on the car, not on the house. Kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. House, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it would be useful to have a have a key on it. But um, yeah, yeah, that's so the one they haven't done yet. The Model Y. Yeah, exactly. So uh, next uh, on the list is uh, Casey with an update on the CCS adapter. What's going on? Yes. So the oh wow, my stuff jumped. The CCS adapter support has finally been enabled on US cars as of 2021.40.6. Uh, if, you, if you're on that version, you'll see a, uh, a little info card on the More Info software page of your car, and you'll see CCS support either installed or not installed, or enabled or not installed. And uh, there was a reader of Drive Tesla Canada who uh, took a trip to South Korea, picked up the CCS adapter, and brought it home, and he's been trying it out repeatedly, and it finally started working. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, so clearly, his car has the uh, the Powerline communications chip in it. Uh, that that's a requirement to to actually work CCS. And oh, so hopefully, do you know hmm? when that started? Uh, cars in twenty twenty, late twenty twenty, are showing with it, and cars in late uh, twenty nineteen are showing without it. So. Oh, so if you've got one of the early Model 3s, like Mark and I did, you're hosed. We're out of luck. Well, yeah. the, the, the chip that, that controls this is, is sits in between the charge port and, and the, uh, the rest of the car. So technically, there's nothing stopping them from retrofitting it. The question is, will they allow that anytime soon? Uh, and, and one of the people reading the uh, article pointed out that they changed their whole charge port and it didn't do it. But... Um, the charge port is outside of the computer chip, so yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. you would need to change the whole charging system to get that. Well, ho hopefully, there will be some or sort computer. of a, a retrofit if uh, the oh, car yeah, is able to start. It, it's a straightforward chip. The, the The computer that controls the charge door and whether you're charging on AC or DC uh, is the same one. So if they change that module out with with the new module, then you're good to go. Hmm. That's why I'm hoping that it'd be an easy retrofit, even if they charge us for it. And of course, right. this, this this doesn't really affect me in any way, shape, or form. But uh, what about Canada's electric highway? Well, it's it's. 
I've got the Tesla electric highway across. This Canada. is true. So, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with that amount of superchargers, I have yet to come into a situation in my travels that uh, I found required one. I found one. Outside. So uh, coming back from Thanksgiving holiday, uh, Elizabeth, uh, New Jersey. It's a, I think, 14 or 16 stall um, V3 supercharger. Four stalls are out. So basically the whole cabinet is down. And there were something like 12 uh, electrified America, America chargers. And uh, instead of me cutting the line like I did, I could have. Uh, <laughs> they weren't looking and, and they just let it sit open. So they I took it. <laughs> you, had, you had a black guy and a black model. They turn around and there's a black guy and a, and a black model X. We need to display in supercharger etiquette to Casey Green. Is that what I understand <laughs> supercharger etiquette. They looked at it and they kept looking at it and they didn't move. So I moved. And then when they turned back around, the car just got bigger and the guy got a little lighter. <laughs> Casey, Casey. Oh, man. That's it was terrible. it was terrible of me, but, but it was there and they weren't moving. I did it. But uh, what I could have done instead of being a jerk is if I had a CCS adapter, I could have. Uh, I had my Chatmo, but I wasn't about to pay for Chatmo speeds. Uh, I could have plugged into the, the Electrify America. Uh, plus, the one Chatmo was in use. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah have this there are certain people who are going to want it and mm -hmm. uh it, so if they can do a retrofit that would be great i don't think it's like absolutely required but they they we, do we, the retrofit on the uh uk and, and other european uh model x's and x's so oh. so it's it's not unheard of and in fact they came with their ccs adapter uh when you bought the adapter you actually uh, had to pay more if you didn't have the uh the uh the chip and it was it wasn't a lot more it was like 50 bucks 100 bucks and it's that makes sense. much more reasonable the than our car you have, and then whether right. or not you would need it. So just yeah, yeah make it a package deal. Yeah, because if you had a newer like a 2020 Model S or X, you just got the plastic and metal adapter. And if you had an older like a like a like a 18 or 17, 16, you had to get the more expensive kit. And uh, it, it seems seamless. So hopefully they can do something like that here, like do a bundle. Mm -hmm. Longtime viewers will remember when Dr. Evan Fusco was on the show occasionally. And uh, he talked about how there was a lack of charging in certain areas uh, where he's at. And so if this, if Electrify oh, America is in that spot and this helps fill in the gaps to get you back to the Tesla network, then, hey, that's great. Or if you or happen to be in Elizabeth, New Jersey or California. Right. Yeah. So, you, yeah, Casey, you just gave a good example about how there are times when you would have used it when you're out and about. And then maybe um, Tesla's opening their network up. Yeah. Maybe that means the lines are going to get a little longer and you might want to have another alternative or depending on what the prices are, maybe you get some deal with Plug in America where you get. Three yeah, maybe Plug in America is doing a free weekend or uh, <laughs> Electrify America. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. If they're doing a free weekend, then if you've got this adapter, you can participate. So, yeah, yes. uh, more options, better for everybody. Yeah. And on the East Coast, a wait is not typical. Correct me if I'm uh, wrong, but it's not for sale yet in North America, the actual Correct. Adapter. Right. He picked his up from South Korea. Uh, but we had the same charge port, and, and it just so happens that the software was enabled on, on his car at this point. Uh, and, and, and to be fair, on the East Coast, we typically don't have a wait like that, but when you have a, a, a busy travel holiday and four stations down, uh, it, was, it, was, it came down to some people had a four-minute wait. Four minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you know how much electricity you get from Electrify America in four minutes for $5? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> it makes man. sense. They did this with Chatmo as well. Like it was released mm-hmm. in Japan. Oh, um, and for a while, and it took them months before it came to the U.S. So now we're seeing the same thing. Yeah, and, and in fact, the Model Three couldn't even that. could couldn't even use it until until the the Japanese Model Three release was imminent, and then all of a sudden it started working <laughs> in the U.S. because <laughs> they yeah. also had the same port as us. So I expect to see it here soon. Now that they've got the software. Yeah, it, yes. it would be a shame to put it in the store, start selling it, and people receive it and go, oh, you, we haven't updated the software yet. It's not going to work. Right. Yeah, just wait a few months. It'll Did you fast. push the button and see if you have the support enabled or not? Oh, you don't have that update. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that would be the wrong way to do it. So, uh, yeah. Hey, that's Tesla communication. I see them doing exactly that. <laughs> they have done some things like that, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's probably imminent. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that. And uh, a good thing to notice is that uh, if you want to find out when it does happen, please follow us on our socials uh, at the uh, Tesla Life on Twitter or the Tesla Life numeral one on the Facebook. And uh, Patrick and I update that throughout the week. And uh, we'll keep you up to date and uh, produce a story uh, and an update as soon as we see it happen. So uh, keep your eye on it by uh, following us uh, through the week on those social medias. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up on this video. Press the subscribe button. doesn't cost you anything. And uh, ring that bell if you'd like to be notified every time we put up a new video. Uh, we would appreciate it. It helps the algorithm and gets us in front of new people. So uh, that uh, allows you to support the show for, for no cost at all. But, uh, oh, that's cool! Lucky day. Yeah, that was that wasn't a story that just came out. We have uh, in here in Ontario on the uh, the major highways, we have something called on route, which is a rest stop uh, throughout the province of Ontario. I think there's 13 or 14 different ones, uh, and uh, they have announced that they're going to install EV chargers by the summer of 2022, so next year. Uh, nice. No details on what size or speed they will be, uh, but uh, that will be a, a plus for Ontario drivers. There you go. Uh, as much as I complain about Tesla and communication, I want to point out that I just had a service yesterday, and the communication was on point. The service was good, and now my car no longer sounds like an old bed rolling down the highway with squeak, 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 uh, <laughs> because I now have new upper control arms. <laughs> cool. Very yeah. Cool. And an alignment. The uh, EV charging at rest stops is a really good idea. You've already yes. got the infrastructure there. It's next to the where people are traveling. That's why they're where they're at. Um, in Oregon here, we had a problem in that there were laws against selling anything at a rest stop yeah. um, because they didn't want you know a, a bunch of uh, uh, people coming in selling their wares. To, uh, they wanted those to be you know where people could pull over and rest and not get harassed. Yes. And uh, so they, they, I think they've made some exceptions now for EV charging because that's, you know, not some vendor selling something. So right. uh, yeah, I, this is an awesome idea and I hope more places start doing this. I also like the way they do it in the Northeast. Uh, I think they get around it because they're all toll roads rather than interstates. And, um, and at every Oasis, well, not every Oasis, but at nearly every Oasis, there's a, there's a supercharger and a generic DC fast charge. And every now and then there's a couple level twos as well. Hmm. Cool. So you can get something to eat. The fossils can get some gasoline and use the restroom and, and be back on the road. Exactly. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, Mr. Green, any uh, call-outs at the end of the show? What do you got happening on uh, the Casey Green uh, YouTube channel? So over at youtube.com slash Casey Green, K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-N, I just released a video on FSD 10.5 in the rain. Uh, 
And uh, it starts out, predictably, not working, because uh, FSD 10.4 and 10.5 don't officially work in the rain. Uh, I don't know why the regression, uh, but literally they coded it in. It's raining, I'm not driving. And um, mm. then I got it to, to, to stop thinking that it was in the middle of a hurricane, slow the wipers down long enough to turn it on, and at that point it stayed on for the rest of the drive. So mm. take a look at that. And uh, coming up, I've also got a destination charge review at the Palmer House Inn. Cool. And then every Sunday we've... Hmm? And assume to be one right across the street from them. Yes, I'll, I'll definitely be, be be reviewing that one, and then uh, and then every Sunday. Charger view ever. Right, the easiest one. Out my window. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I put uh, the car in and went home and had a quick nap and came back. Best supercharger ever. Exactly, and then and then every Sunday uh, I do uh, a similar style to this, but it's it's open to just not just Tesla. It's all the green living and Elon companies and. Check it out. Very just pop good. in and pop out. It's a long show, so if you don't have time, it's all right. Just come on through. <laughs> and Patrick, what do you got for a shout-out for us for this evening? I'll do my usual ones. I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. My latest one is seven ways, seven things that the rest of the auto industry should learn from Tesla. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just give number six will surprise you. Just give us one that's on that list. Uh, one is um, software first. See, oh, uh, yes. right, yeah. Um, right now, software is an afterthought, and it shows for most of the auto industry. And they, they build their teams for a given product, and then they tear them down, which means they're not doing updates and continuous improvement. And um, they, they it, a lot of it's outsourced and hodgepodge together, and it shows... I'm like, yeah. okay, this menu style is completely different from that one. When you go into <laughs> infotainment versus the navigation, uh, the, the, they don't have the same look and feel. All of that needs to, you need to have a software team that is in-house, uh, up and running all the time. And uh, yeah, that's just that's just one of them. I was going to say in between in between trim levels, but yeah, even in, like you said, in between menus on the same car. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> See, see, even if they don't want to become software companies, what they could do is just have one team whose job it is to just have a unified, just like they have a branding team, make sure yep. that the, the, the blue oval is the right color blue on every car. Maybe also make sure that the, this is the Ford-style menu. This is the GM menu. Yes, exactly. yeah. Just a thought. <laughs> right. Just, that was a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for watching this evening. Again, give us a thumbs up at this point if you haven't already and press that subscribe button. And we will see you next week and find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Good night, Stay everyone. Positive. Get Best you a couple minutes back. <laughs>